The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, UFC fans, UFC Hall of Famer Forrest Griffin is going to be hosting an Instagram Live called Journey to the Octagon at 3 p.m. Eastern, July the 8th, hosted by Hair Club. Forrest will be discussing his personal journey to the Octagon and letting you know about which UFC fighters to keep an eye on. If you didn't know, Forrest is a Hair Club client, which he mentions very often. He's very proud of it, and he'll also give you a quick update on his journey to regaining his hair. If you call yourself a UFC fan, you're not going to Miss this live event over uh, at Hair Club's Instagram on July 8th at 3 o'clock Eastern. Go follow Hair Club on Instagram right now so you're going to get notified when he goes live. Visit hairclub.com slash journey to skip. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Schedule a free hair and scalp analysis and get a free hair kit and free laser hair growth treatment when you complete your consultation. That is hairclub.com slash journey. You know, I was trying to do my best to not get overwhelmed because there were so many things thrown at me, but I mean, it was an amazing experience and I'm so happy to be part of uh, the UFC now. Kay Hassan! <laughs> He is the ultimate fighter. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. I should have made more out of it. Welcome to UFC oh. Unfiltered. No, the burp is perfect. It's how we start. <laughs> Sorry, Jimmy. We have uh, strawweight uh, Kay Hansen 
And we yes. also have Forrest Griffin on today, which would be nice uh, because they give away that uh, he has that, uh, that uh, the Forrest Griffin Community Award, which was Dustin Poirier, I believe, received Ooh. that uh, this weekend. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, the fights, our picks, um, yes. Kay Hansen's yes. uh, UFC debut. Kay Hansen with the arm lock. I loved it. I loved it, Jimmy. It reminded me of Dustin Hazelnut. You remember him or Hazelnut? You don't remember him, do you? No. What year? Oh, oh shit, man. This has to be like 2006. Oh, okay. Maybe 2005. He did a fucking flying arm lock on Josh Berkman. Not a, a, something very similar. Guys, look up Duck, Dustin Hazelnut. Hazelnut. Fuck. I, I, listen, it's, not my, it's been a while. It's been a decade. Look it's up okay. Dustin Hazel something versus Carol. <laughs> uh, not versus not Carol Parisian. Versus... Um, uh, who the hell did I just say? Uh, Ngannou? Oh, Francis Josh Berkman. No, fuck off. Josh Berkman. Now, they said she's in the waiting room, so I guess do it. It's so yeah, nice to is. have a, a guest be early. I've never had that. We don't – usually fighters are not early, so thank you for joining us. Yeah, of course. Happy to be here. <laughs> Where are you now, Kay? Um, I'm at my house back in Southern California, so it's nice to be home. <laughs> Did you drive to uh, Vegas? No, I flew. So it was only like a 45-minute flight. Um, I kind of wish I would have drove because I would have just drove home right after the fight and came home because, uh, like, I'm 20 in Vegas. So it's like, oh, what am I going to do anyways? <laughs> so. That's so funny. Just like, what's his name? Um, Chase. Chase is 20, isn't he? Yeah, Chase Super. He's the only one who's younger than me uh, in the UFC. Yeah. That's so funny. You guys could have, like, went to high school together or something. Yeah, As, I think I'm, like, a month older than him. Or something like oh, that. Wow. Now, so when, do you go out in Vegas? Sorry, Matt. You say you're 20, you can't go out. But do they check ID just to walk into a casino or just to go out and have a beer? Um, I honestly haven't really tried too much, to be honest. I've only been to Vegas a couple times. It's, like, not my favorite place, especially because I'm under 21. But, like, I'm not a big, like, party or drinker anyway. So it's not, like, my scene, I would say. <laughs> good. Good for you. Well, that's why you're snatching limbs. What a beautiful <laughs> – hey, congratulations. What a beautiful – Thank you. Honor. You Thank know, you know, so I, I, I seen on the social media, even uh, Ronda Rousey was giving yeah, you a shout. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that was nuts. Uh, and, Megan actually hey, told me that, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> how did you get started in the martial arts? What was your first discipline, and how old were you? Uh, I started everything at once, because when I started, I was like, okay, I want to fight. Like, So I started um, everything at one point. I was 16 um, when I started. It was like a month after my 16th birthday, I think I started. And I was all in. I was like, all right, I want to be the UFC champion one day. So I just kind of dove head in. <laughs> Do you remember the first fight you seen that make you, what got you? It was Ronda and Bechcohea. It was like oh. August 12th, I believe. My birthday is August 14th. So it was a couple of days before my birthday. And I remember I like saw the lead up to that. And I was like, dang, like I want to watch that fight. And that's the first fight I ever actually wanted to watch. Like I've watched a lot, but I was always like, eh. Um, but when I like watched that fight, I remember being like, all right, I gotta, I gotta try this out. <laughs> Now, did you fight growing up at all? Like, did you, or did you have no, older brothers? No, I'm like, the, I'm you, not or? confrontational at all. <laughs> like, I like, I used to be like drug to like UFC fight night events with my family, and I used to hate it. And like, I used to be like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. And then like, once I like saw like that fight, I was like, all right, now I'm a fan of everything, and 
I'm like all in. <laughs> so your, your family's into it? They had fight nights and stuff? Uh, and like when I was younger, yeah. Like I remember going and watching like GSP and Chuck Liddell and Tito and like having like big parties. Like not my family, but we'd go to like a part, like a fight night party, you know? And then yeah. I would like go and play with the kids there and just hear a bunch of screaming and not know what was really going on. <laughs> what do your parents think about your uh, career choice here? They were supportive from the beginning. So oh, I'm, great. yeah, so it's like all in from everyone. So it's been nice. <laughs> and this was your, bo both of you guys, this was your, uh, your debut fight mm -hmm. uh, in the UFC. And I guess that yeah. that's good because whatever jitters she had, you had invite. So it kind of, it, it might be like, it kind of cancels out any advantage or disadvantage either one of you would have had. Yeah, um, it was cool because, like, and I knew of her because we both fought in Invicta. Um, so she was the Adamweight champ. So, like, I knew going in it was going to be a tough fight because she has experience. You know, she's been five rounds a few times. Like, so, I mean, I knew it was going to be a tough fight. But, I mean, I guess it was kind of cool that it was both a UFC debuts. We kind of got to, like, put Invicta, you know, like, on that little platform for the fight. So it was cool. And, no, I'll go ahead, Matt. No, I was just going to say, how did this, you said you took this fight on, was it short notice? Yeah, so on Sunday afternoon, Mick Maynard, like, texted me, and then, like, 10 minutes later, he called me and was like, hey, like, we want to offer you this fight. It's on Saturday, and then we want to offer you, like, a promotional contract. So, like, Saturday around, like, 3, I signed everything. Um, and then Or Sunday at, at 3, I, like, signed everything, and then on Monday, I was getting all my medicals, and then Tuesday morning, I'm on a flight to Vegas. <laughs> were, were, were you training already for something? Or? So... I mean, during, like, the whole quarantine thing, for a good portion of it, all of our gyms were closed, so I wasn't really doing much. Like, I was quarantined with my boyfriend, who's a brown belt, so, like, we roll every once in a while, but, like, it's, it was, it's not the same as, like, a class, you know? So I, like, if I'm being honest, like, I've only been doing jujitsu for, like, about three weeks to a month now, um, and then before that, I hadn't, like, you know, like, actually done, like, wrestling classes or classes since, like, probably, I had a fart, or a fart. I had a fight uh, March 6th, <laughs> <laughs> a little blooper there, but I had a fight March 6th, so I, uh, that was the last time I, like, had a camp and, like, actually trained for a fight. So, now, did she, do you think that she knew how long you were doing uh, jujitsu, or, or was she, was she not aware of that? Um, I mean, I think it's, she knows, I mean, we both know who, like, each other are, so, like, I'm sure she knew, like, I wanted to get it to the ground, that's kind of, like, my bread and butter. Um, and that's not like a secret, especially at this point, like that's kind of what I do. Um, so, uh, I knew, and she's pri like primarily a striker. So like, I knew it was kind of be like that classic, like grappler versus striker and it, uh, ch ch challenge. And like, I knew she was experienced. So I also knew it wasn't just going to be like an easy, like just shoot in and get your takedown kind of deal, you know? I actually, yeah. Cause no matter how good somebody is on the ground, you got to get them there. Exactly. And, yeah. And when, I, I always love when you see people who are just have amazing takedown defense and it's like, like you look at Mickey Gall against Mike Perry and Mickey is, I, I think a much stronger fighter on the ground, but Perry was amazing. His defense was yeah. great and Mickey just couldn't get it going. And then the times they were on the ground, uh, Mike was in a dominant position. So even if you're great on the ground, you still got to get somebody there and get into exactly. a dominant position. Especially when like they know like that's what you want to do and it's like not a secret. It makes it even harder. <laughs> did it, did you have any, it didn't seem like you had any jitters and there was no crowd there. How did it feel with no crowd and how did it feel actually, actually, fighting your, in the UFC. I mean, your first I mean, fight. it was crazy. Cause like, I honestly, like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I've had time to process any of it. So I think that might be what it was. Like it all happened so fast. And then between like medicals and weight cut and everything, I was like, boom, like I'm fighting, you know what I mean? And like, honestly, I've always been so nervous before every fight. And like, this was the one fight I wasn't, I don't know if that's just because, like I said, everything was 
going so fast and happening so fast. Or on the flip side, it's kind of like, I feel like when I was like in Invicta, it was always like, okay, this could be the fight to get me to the UFC. So if this fight is important, like it's got, it could get me there, you know, like, but now that I'm like, I'm here, it's like, okay, like I'm where I want to be. Now I just need to go out there and perform. So I'm not sure off the way to like my next fight to see like, if it's like, because everything is going so fast or it's because like, I finally feel um, like I'm where I want to be. And now it's taking that next step. It's good that you actually went to that third round uh, mm-hmm. because you got some time to work in there and you exactly. dealt with some adversity. I'll yeah. tell you, Frey, Frey was, she was no lemon, man. She was, no, that was, that, yeah. that was a competitive bout. Yeah, that beautiful arm lock for sure. And like, I kind of have like a tendency, like in a lot of my past fights, because I am young and I am like newer to the to the sport, you know. So like, I'm very aggressive. Um, and like in the past, I have like been overly aggressive and like kind of like got myself into not as good of situations. But I was just trying to really take that first round to just kind of like, even if I lost it, you know what I mean, to kind of like feel feel around like feel my feet like I said she knows I'm gonna try from the second like the bell rang her corner was like she's trying to set up her shots so I was like okay like I can't shoot right now like so I was kind of taking that first round to like you know try to like be more of a professional you know take that next step and be smarter and you know look for my openings and then you know in the second round I I got her to the ground and third round it was it was good so and you you said your boyfriend's a brown belt so do you find that being a fighter is it, is it where you, like, if, if you're dating somebody, you prefer that they are in that world as well because they kind of understand it more? Or, or do men outside that world look at that, like they, they feel threatened by it? Or how um, do they? Yeah. I mean, I, I love it because, you know, we're both in the gym all the time and there's no, like, I, I don't, there's no, like, oh my God, like, you're spending too much time at the gym or, like, right. give me more attention. You know what I mean? It's like, we both kind of understand, like, okay, like, because um, I don't know, you guys know ADCC, right? He was in ADCC last year. Um, so like when he was in the gym preparing for that, like, you know, we just kind of understand it's the, it's the same thing when I'm preparing for a fight, when he's preparing for a competition, it's like, we get it. So it's, it's never like, um, I feel like if you're dating someone outside of the sport or something, it could be like, like you're always paying attention to that and not me versus like where we kind of understand it. Yeah. You want someone who understands your schedule and and what it entails and the activities that you don't want to have to explain what you're doing every uh, every single time exactly. you're going for a fight, you don't need that distraction. On, yeah. On the flip side, though, I don't want to be a, a negative nitty. Yeah. <laughs> but Kay, I mean, you guys, how long have you been dating for? Um, a little over a year, but we've known each other for like three. Okay. He, he like he cornered me before we got together, um, and then he usually corners me, but he actually had a tournament this weekend, so he couldn't make it. So there might be a time you want to. Ex- like escape from your your better half or not so better half. You're like, all right, I got to go to the gym. Ah, shit, he's there too. And you're not going to have any way to, you know. You know I mean, right now we, we don't live. He lives in San Diego right now and I live in Orange County. Oh. So like we're, we're kind of like, we're not like in each other's face right now oh, anyway. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, but yeah, I'm excited for him to like get to experience all this with me the next time around. And you also, and this is interesting too. There was a guy or someone, a woman, I don't know, a better mm-hmm wagered like 37 grand that you oh my win, God. and they always <laughs> and he crazy. won 57 now was he a fan before this or was there something yeah. about the matchup of the odds so i was like on my way home last night or yesterday and i was at the airport with my coach and then all of a sudden this guy's like k hansen and i turn around and i'm like who is this like and he's like i'm the guy who bet the thirty-seven thousand dollars and he was like no way and he like pulled out his like little stub and he showed me and he said he's been following my fights since invicta so um then he placed the bet so he did know who i was so it wasn't just sure. like a random bet on my name so that's kind of cool but still i was like my first question was like why <laughs> like that is so much money like 
I remember I saw that like 45 minutes before I was about to fight and like I saw it because like I went on Twitter and Ariel Hawani like retweeted and put like oh my and I was like dang like and then someone asked me afterwards they were like did you feel pressured and I was like no like you do what you want with your money I'm not responsible for that <laughs> like that's on you but yeah. it's so crazy <laughs> yeah I always wonder that too if an athlete or a team especially an athlete because it's only you it's like a team yeah. you, the kicker fucked up but if yeah. it's just you and, and somebody loses money do you feel but you're right hey they people I'm make like decisions. man I would not do that with my money so <laughs> I mean yo I remember an old old boxing match was uh, Hitman Hearns Jimmy you'll remember this oh for sure Sugar versus, I think Sugar Ray Leonard Hagler Hearns? I, it was Hagler Hearns. It was, that was one the of them. Three round but it was one of those. Where I remember there was a documentary, and, and uh, Hearns was sitting there, like, so he was saying, you know, he was very upset that people, like, they would go to him and be like, yo, I bet my house. Like, I literally, they bet all, yeah, everything why? they had on him. And he's just like, and he ended up getting <laughs> knocked out. It's not my fault. Yeah. He ended up getting knocked out. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> That's, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like, $37,000, like, that's ridiculous. Hey, what did you, before you fought, because you, yeah. you, I guess you started training like four years ago. Mm -hmm. what, what was it that you thought you'd be doing? Like when you looked forward, what did you think? All right, this is what I'll be doing. What did you okay. think you'd be doing? Out of homework? Maybe Jimmy's yeah. before <laughs> um, I mean, I wanted to be the UFC champion from the second I watched Ronda fight. So like, that's literally like when I went in. So my first gym I trained at was CSW. I trained there for a year and a half. Now my 10th planet. But I walked in there and I was just like, I want to be the UFC champion. Like, how do I do it? <laughs> and I just kind of dove right in. Is that what Eric Eric Paulson? Yeah, that's with Eric Paulson. He's yeah, in, that's uh, where I started. Yeah, Paulson I got my purple belt there oh, and then great. I went to Sun Planet. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, you're in good hands. I mean, that's an old school dude right there, Eric Paulson. Yeah, for sure. And then when I was there, like uh, Shayna and Jessamine were there too. So it was kind of cool, like getting to see them. Um, you know what I mean? As like a 16 year old girl, like, oh shoot, like, you know, they're like in the UFC. So it was cool. <laughs> and you're in a very, very good division, you know, I mean, that's yeah, a, a I'm in really the tough division. female division there is for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I put that up against almost any division in the, in the, in the UFC. I mean, when, I you know, Njajic is four. I mean, you know what I mean? It, it's yeah. like she's <laughs> yeah. the fourth best um uh, rose and jessica are fighting again uh their rematches was that july 11th i think so this yeah. some, i think so this is some amazing for sure uh, amazing talent in that division so it looks it's it's it's, it's congratulations on a great fight thank and, you and um on, on short notice and did that almost work to your advantage like you had no pressure no time to think yeah, about it i mean it's like i'm not it's not new to take short notice fights for me like with invicta that's how i got like my name out there and that's kind of how i lo got a lot of those opportunities like i've taken fights on nine days notice never on six though i will i will say this is a new record but i mean it's fitting to be my ufc debut for that because i've kind of just made myself available for for these kind of things and, and i try to hop on any opportunity i can get how much more exciting is uh all this mma stuff compared to softball yeah and like the crazy thing is like <laughs> you start talking about college when you're like 12 when it comes to softball like you got college scouts watching you calling you at 12 or 13 and it's like so much pressure to put on like a child you know and it's like not fun because you're like okay now i gotta think about going to college at 12 and like I don't know. It's, it's so crazy. Like the difference. I remember like I was playing softball and I was like all in softball. And then all of a sudden I found fighting and I was like, like I threw the like last 10 years I'd worked on softball out the door for <laughs> MMA. I was like, no way. Well, you're doing something right. Yeah. And Congratulations. You got, Thank you. 20 years old. You got time on your side yeah. and uh, I can't wait to see you fight again. It was so entertaining. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Great talking to you, Kay. And I'm sure we'll see you again soon. I hope so. Thank you.
All right, folks. Uh, on July 8th at 3 o'clock Eastern Time, UFC great Forrest Griffin is going to be hosting Journey to the Octagon, a live event on Hair Club's Instagram page. You can chat with Forrest about his UFC journey, up-and-coming fighters, and even his journey with Hair Club to regain his hair. Don't miss this live event with Forrest on Hair Club's Instagram at 3 o'clock Eastern, July the 8th. Go follow Hair Club on Instagram right now so you'll get the notification when he goes live. Visit hairclub.com journey to schedule a free hair and scalp analysis and get a free hair kit and free laser growth treatment when you complete your consultation. That is hairclub.com slash journey. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. So soon we got Forrest Griffin calling in. Yes. But Jimmy, let me tell you. So we have uh, Adam, who's one of the guys who works on the show. He's like, what is he, a producer or one of those things? I, I don't know what exactly. I don't know, but I think he's above the producers. I think so. You know, because he looks over what uh, Antonio and those guys are doing. He's so, the guy who they blame whenever there's yeah, something going on. They, they they type, yeah. He sure is. So I guess he's high up. High Adam up. says no. <laughs> but listen, this is the thing with Adam. Nice guy. He's been texting me and you about getting this list. He gave us a list. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Questions. I do. Yeah. And. The list of questions, they're going to put graphics to it and work with the social media for this, for this yeah. show, Jimmy. You know what I'm talking about? Good news. Good news. Yes, that, that, that's good news. Great news. The bad news. Bad news. Bad news these, listen, it's some of these questions. Because look, yeah. this is the thing. It's called the te- UFC Unfiltered 10-Day Challenge. That's what it's called. So okay. look, so then they answer all these questions of us, and we're going to give the answers and then they're going to put some graphics to it. It sounds great. And I, listen, you know I want to do anything for the show. I want to promote the show. Sure you Because do. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy hanging out with my Jimmy. I yes. enjoy the unfiltered uh, fans. They're so nice. Uh, but it's a little weird for me. Can why I, is it weird? Can I tell you why, Jimmy? Because when they ask you questions like favorite best UFC fight. Sure. Favorite best UFC knockout. Favorite best submission favorite best coaching moment, favorite use of BJJ. You see where I'm going with this. Yeah. This is the thing. I'm not going to answer. I cannot give an answer. And I don't want to make it all about me. Because I, I used to, if you don't know, Jimmy, well, first of all, I know you know. I do know. It's silly because you were at the Hall of Fame um, uh, celebration with me. Uh, I was. I am a Hall of Famer. I fought in the, in the, the UFC. That's right. I was, I'm a former champion. But the thing is this. When I read these questions, I'm going you know, to automatically think of all my time 
Of course. Like, name one, Jimmy. Name one out of all these. Favorite. Favorite. Antley, favorite. Uh, favorite uh, ask me anything, Jimmy. Anything. Favorite drive to the UFC facility. Jimmy, ask me oh. any other questions, like uh, specifically the first four. I would like to know this. Do what? you have a favorite? Don't be silly. Well, I mean, ask me anything, Jimmy. Just ask me anything because these questions, I don't want to bring it back to myself. No, you but never I mean, that's the but problem. I lived it, Jimmy. I fucking lived it. Okay. I don't know. Well, no, it's not my favorite eating some chicken wings on the couch watching. Oh, that's my. Right. No, no, what my favorite. Give me a favorite moment of anything. Jimmy, Jimmy. Uh, yeah. Jimmy, any favorite? Ask me any favorite. The favorite? Ask me the, any favorite in the UFC. Favorite best moment. I mean, I don't want to make it about myself. Let's ask me. Any what was your favorite watch. arena to relax in? No? I want you to ask me a moment on here. And I'm not, I'm not going to try to but ask me one of the first five questions they asked me right there, Jimmy. Uh, let me see. Where's the questions, Matt? Let me, let me see. Jimmy, favorite best uh, UFC fight. That's what I won the title. Where's Joe St. Pierre? Upset. Let me ask you a question. I, I, I change, I, 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 what was your favorite I, rematch? My Shoney Carter fight. <laughs> I don't want to make it about myself. But these are my, that's what I think about. That's what I mean, because it comes back to me and I lived it. Go ahead. I mean, ask me any other one. What? Favorite knockout? Frank Trigg. Duh. Duh. Hold on. Duh. Frank Trigg. (laughs) You might say GSP, but he actually tapped. But did he? He tapped. He said, Uncle. But he got me back in the rematch. I know everybody. Every time somebody brings it up, they're like, guys, he needs you in the ribs. I'm like, I know. I felt it. But. Yep. But it hurt. Those body shots hurt more than people no, think. Don't nah, they? I didn't feel shit. The elbow oh. in my fucking nose before that, I felt though. Ah, okay. Yeah, you know it happens. My, you know, strangest UFC moment. Uh, I don't know, Jimmy. Jimmy, favorite oh. UFC unfiltered moment. How oh. every time I see my little Jimmy Bird's face. I was absolutely. I was gonna say every time. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. I was gonna say what were you favorite. Gonna say? U- what is your favorite moment? And. and I mean, I don't, Jimmy. All right, have a great weekend. That's your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> your favorite moment is when it's over, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. All right, listen, we'll get back. <laughs> I'm back in a fight. I'm just saying. I know. Did you get all these back to them? I think I did. Um, I believe I did. Ooh, best Sarah singing moment. I don't remember what I said. Did you? Get- I truly don't know. I, I, I don't- could run off a few. I'll, now, start, did, well, I'll start with falling in and out of love, and then I'll go into. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. That's not the best one. That's because that's not mine. That's like, nah. that's like me singing a cover, but an original would be mm. like a Barbosa song, which is always, which is a, which is, which is pretty much a fan favorite on of our, with our people. There he is. Hey, Forrest. Forrest, do you see us? Yeah, I see your beautiful face. Oh, How you doing, man? With your man beard. You like Forrest? Hey, I, I love it. You haven't I seen me it. in a hot minute. Do you love it or no? No, I like it. I like it, man. Thank you, Forrest. What were you it took thinking? me a while you, to get used to. Did you think I, I was, didn't like it at first. You thought Jimmy's uh, co-host was Jason Statham today? Is that what you thought? Ah, there you go. Hey, huh? hey. Oh. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to make fat jokes, but you know. You know. How could you? How could you, <laughs> asshole? I'm uh, fucking in good hey, shape. You're, you're Look beautiful. At you're Look beautiful. at this motherfucker. 
No, I Start see you this beautiful. shit right, Griffin. Start it right. Not, I'm not, not uh, Stephen Bonner. Me and you are not uh, F -F -F -F. We're acquaintances. All right, anyway. You, far as you look like a bulked up Jason Statham, for sure. Is, He's a skinny dude. Jimmy, like see, Jimmy, that's a what better, I was a, a better muscled Jason Statham. That's what I, I'm definitely, sorry. Definitely, I, didn't, definitely. I didn't mean to get hey, salty. And the other thing is, you're the same. You're the same height as him. So if he needs a stunt double, boom, you're in. Is he? Is he? Is he a, a short person? Oh yeah, he's not. He's, he's not tall. Well, I guarantee he's taller than me. All right, let's get back on track. Forrest, first of all, happy to see you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, you are we, is this the show? We're, no. we're actually well, on we're, we're, we're chatting, dude. We've he's been there. on the show. This is how we start. <laughs> There's no <laughs> trust me. We're, we're, this is about. Uh, that's how we start the show. For, I want to know what you've been up to. Did you get a quarantine haircut or are you just growing it out? No. Well, yeah, I, I didn't get any haircuts, uh, you know, part, partly because of the quarantine. And then, you know, you, you got, I got the whole hair club thing going. So I get free haircuts from them. Uh. They just opened back up. So I got to go in the hair club. They've just been sending me my product. But I got to go in, get the haircut. But I'm actually like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm actually enjoying it. I look like I'm from the 70s. My mom loves it. I li it looks really good. The, the hair looks really, it, it looks good. And, and I, I guess we don't see you for a while. We notice the difference. If I saw you every day, I wouldn't notice. But you, you don't see someone for four months, you notice. Oh, and, and I froze up. Oh. Yeah, well, I know. You've been missing me. And here so, I am. Let me ask you now. You're you're in Vegas. Um, what what did you think of the, uh, we have to talk about the Poirier, uh, Dan Hooker, which yeah. we have not spoken about yet. I mean, one of the best, I mean, Gaethje Ferguson's pretty goddamn good too, but that, that's no, one of the this, best this, fights I've ever seen. Better, this was better because it was a little more even, you know, and, and the fifth round, going into the fifth round of this fight, it, it was still, it was even, you know. It, going into the last rounds of the Gaethje Ferguson fight, you felt like the momentum was sure. all in Gaethje's behalf, right? Yeah. So this fight, it was still like going into the final, you're like, wow, this is so close, you know. It looked like two, two, right? I, I thought that Hooker well, had the first two. Thought. Yeah. And I'm just going by the strike count, you know? It might have came down to that last round. I remember that the yeah. Felder Hooker fight was amazing also. Incredible. It was. It was. Oh, yeah. Another close I mean, one. Oh, really? And then who who was it that Hooker lost to and finally with the body shot? Barbosa? Was it Edson Barbosa? I think Barbosa. it was Barbosa. Barbosa. That was just a brutal fight. It was it started so good. And then towards the end, you're like, oh, my goodness. Dan Hooker. So that you knew Poirier and Hooker just based on, you know, statistics and the fights they've had was going to be an amazing fight. And, and, and I, I have that right now as my fight of the year. I but didn't it's, realize it's, it's how like much. It's like a bigger. judge. Maybe I'm biased towards the last thing I see, you know, get that takedown, steal the round at the end, right? I didn't realize how much bigger Hooker was. Like, I, I, until I saw them oh, in, yeah, in the yeah. cage together, I'm like, fuck, he's a bigger guy than I thought he was. Well, and then, well, he's a skinny dude, but but it's yeah. those knees, right? So it's, he's got the long arms and the, just the, the ratio of that hip to knee. He just brings that knee up with no tell effortlessly. You know, you're watching the highlight reels, you see it. Poirier said that was the only shot that hurt him was actually the knee. And then I'm thinking, so I didn't know he was hurt. I'm thinking, Poirier, what are you sitting there on the fence for? Just covering up. You're going get, to get off the fence. You know, he was dazed. So, yeah. What, what about, like, Dustin's endurance it never looks like his arms get heavy he comes back with like a eight punch combination like he just comes in with these hooks and just keeps firing away and like the in, so and he's in the later rounds say that, i thought 
in the first two rounds, I thought, wow, he's he's blown his load. He he was throwing and missing. He was throwing hammers, yeah, you know? And I'm like, what are you doing, bro? And then I feel like because his arms did fatigue, he cleaned it up, took some of the power out, just started trying to touch and use more speed at the end. But he was throwing hammers in the beginning of the fight. And even when they landed, Hooker would come forward. And, and it, there's a great sequence uh, on the, you know, Instagram or whatever for the YouTube where Poirier catches uh, Hook with two big shots. And then Hooker says, okay, and comes back with four of his own. And you're like, oh, my goodness. that He didn't take a step back. That was crazy. There was a lot of beautiful body kicks in this fight, too. Yes. Uh, really, really beautiful uh, body kicks. But neither one of these guys, obviously, they are affected by it. But visibly, you, you couldn't tell that either one of them felt we, that they were getting we kicked. We were just talking about that, you know. Like, the level of fatigue, you know, is there a way to, to monitor that fatigue? Everybody knows in a five-round fight, body shots start slowing you down, you know, it, but, but like how much? And, and once you get clipped to the body, you, it's not like your chin where it kind of comes back, you know, okay, it, it can still be tender, you know? There's also, I'm sure you've dealt with guys like this, that could take a bat to the head and, and, and you hit them to the body. Well, it's a whole yeah, other story. Think about, think about Hooker's two losses. He didn't technically ever go out. You know, yeah. he lost the decision and, you know, finally uh, it was a stoppage because he couldn't like physically walk. Now, wait, Forrest, let me ask you, because you're, you're so busy with the, you know, uh, at the, busy the, with five fights in a row here out in Vegas. Uh, so. Yeah, no, uh. but, but like what my thing is, you're so knowledgeable, former tough champion, former UFC champion. Uh, are, are you just behind a desk doing all this shit? Why, are you, do you have any interest in coaching and, you have such a high fight IQ. I mean, are you so, helping people out? What are you doing? So th this is, the, I work for the UFC, right? So it would be odd of me to, to um, you know, to, to, you know, technically coach against. One thing I love doing is if fighters reach out to me after their fight, I love walking through and say, hey, what were you thinking here? Why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? And then from there, I'll say, well, here's what I think you maybe could have done differently. But but it's like with Poirier. I'm like, what are you doing on the fence? Oh, you're dazed. I didn't know that. Um, I try to run a practice every week or every other week at uh, Syndicate. But, uh, you know, quarantine's crushed that. So, uh, you know, I, I don't uh, – I kind of try to think, like, more grand scale. Like, if this is the way you train, what are the physical qualities you need? Like, like how, how effective are those body kicks? Like, this is crazy statistic here, but 78% of strikes in the UFC over the past three years have been aimed at the head. That's crazy, right? 78% targeted in the head. Granted, that's your, your highest source, but you get guys like Jones that change the game up with that calf kick or with the, the kick to the knee or Gaethje. You think about Gaethje's power, he's setting that up with that powerful kick, you know? So when he gets a knockout, it's like I was just watching the Poirier fight back to kind of see what I was in for. Poirier was in trouble with the leg kicks. It wasn't yeah. the punches that were hurting Poirier. It was the leg kicks of Gaethje. And he gets you so concerned about the legs that that's when he comes up and gets those, you know, knockouts. Do you think that's the curse of the highlight reel? Like the fact that guys are going for the head because it, it, it so, just it, it looks prophecy. so good. Yeah, it's a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's what I see the highlights on Instagram when I scroll through or on YouTube, Twitter, whatever, you know? Yeah, the amazing well, knockouts, the amazing headshots. Yeah, but, 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 you know, 
you know, go, go back three, four minutes and, and see that setup work. You know, how were they getting there? What were they doing to kind of make their opponent close that distance, to frustrate them, to set it up, you know, et cetera? I think my favorite thing to see is when someone gets stopped with leg kicks. Maybe because you don't see it very often. Yeah. But when you see a guy finally giving in, well, just, and not yeah, just switching just stances, but being buckled. Like when a guy is yeah. buckled by leg kicks, you're like that. I mean, for the guy to show that, I mean, he's really got to be hurt for him to show that, to be buckled. Yeah, I mean, you know, th there's just a little nerve that runs down the, uh, I forget what the name of it is, on your outside of your leg, and it just starts, it just gives you drag foot temporarily. So there's not much you can do about that. You know, it's like when you get that Charlie horse, they used to teach the, the, the tie kick to that part of the thigh that's like the charley horse. It, it's just like a neurological thing. You can't overcome it for 10 or 15 seconds. Not that different than a liver shot where it's like, I don't care how tough you are. You get the right liver shot. Your body's going to stop for about 10 seconds, there, you know? And watching this fight with Poirier, I, I was just thinking too, that it's not so goddamn good Khabib is. The, the fact that when you look yeah, at the people yeah, yeah. he has beaten in, in the UFC, uh, besides Connor, obviously, uh, you know, Michael Johnson and, and what he did to, uh, to Dustin Poirier. I mean, I, I was thinking that more than even how great Poirier is, is how good uh, Habib is. And gonna, but, but, but this is why it's matchups, right? I think Gaethje has a good shot because of his wrestling against Khabib because he's such a good counter wrestler in that little clip of him and uh, what's his name? This Usman getting yeah. crazy on each other to the body. What was he doing? He was immediately popping up against a high level 170 pound wrestler in that clip. That's what I took out of that. The other thing I'll tell you is, look, Poirier got taken down three times by Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker ain't no wrestler. Granted, he got taken down because he wasn't expecting those takedowns, and he was a little too comfortable with that guillotine because he's had success with chokes before. But, you know, let, let, let's just take that, like, as a little bit of, uh, you know, kind of a, to balance that, right? Yeah, do you think that Gaethje – because, again, Gaethje's leg kicks are so uh, – are such a great weapon – does that uh, does that hurt Khabib at all? Does that help him against uh, Habib, or or, or, do you, or do you think that keeps him like less vulnerable you know, to a takedown? And I, and I'll throw this back to Matt. I do not see as many takedowns off leg kicks as we used to. That used to be the big thing about throwing kicks is you're opening yourself up for the takedown. I think guys throw the the kicks with no tell, or yeah. behind hands, or even when you throw them naked with as much power as Gaethje does it's hard to take that kick and shoot off of it. So that was like real common back in my day, yeah. you know, back, back in the day. But you don't see it as much. And I don't know why, Matt. Matt, why don't you see as many takedowns off leg kicks? Well, I think one guy's probably set it up better. Guys got, you know, they did the, the timing. Uh, and the way Justin throws it, it it's and, – and also the calf the – calf, listen, the calf kick yes. – that came so after safe. my time. So, I mean, yeah. that, that's a lot safer, I'm going to say, than anything above the waist, obviously. you got to close that distance, right? It's yeah. such you're like, oh, okay, yeah. And, and my thing is, and I've, and I've been pointing this out from – I've said this before, Justin uh, Gaethje fought Tony Ferguson. I thought, always thought that Gaethje versus Habib is get the, 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 the more intriguing fight than even Ferguson versus, uh, versus uh, Khabib. Habib, uh, because because of the fact of can yeah. he keep him down? Like you said in that one clip, even though it was twenty seconds of uh, yeah. the champ Usman sparring, uh, playing sparring, whatever they were sparring together. Him and Gaethje, he did get up. He was down. He got up, and they were they were they were they were striking. immediately. Gaethje always Poirier took dust. I mean, he gets taken down, but he's immediately 
just like an old school wrestling, you know, which, which is something guys lose. Like, just get up, turn your back, like panic. Get up though, like a wrestling scramble, you know. And, and you look at and some if you've of the, got the conditioning to do it, which Gaethje has, then yes. it becomes a very effective tool. And so devastating standing up, you know. But that can go any either way because I'm telling you, it's a matter of time before Habib knocks somebody out in one oh, of these yeah. high fights because they're so worried about the takedown. Exactly. And, he, and he's got heavy hands. He's got heavy hands, and I think people think so. I think they're gonna be so hey, look, worried about that he might end up knocking Justin out. I would. I can't that fight. I think it's going to be amazing. Well, that would be, it's, it's hard to knock Justin out, right? You, we've only seen it twice, and those were, those were extraordinary yeah. powerful guys in Alvarez and, and Poirier. But I would say uh, the fifth round, um, Khabib got outboxed by your guy, Ally Quinta, right? Uh, which, that was the fourth round, was it? Which round no, was it? I thought it was the last round. Maybe. It might have been the last round, dude. The, uh, in that, that, you know, when you took yeah. the fight on. Al still did. Al still might have had the best performance with him i mean he, he yeah if, you know yeah. styles do make fights and al is good at scrambling that's the thing so that makes that more again yeah going back to gaethje that does make that more exciting because they do have that in common al's a, a pretty good wrestler you know what i mean and gaethje's in, obviously got you know in all of gaethje's fights i've never seen him accept bottom position no me neither I, that's what i'm saying no one's been able to hold him down and again like you said style make fights dustin poirier who's Again, how many fight of the nights does he have? And how many bonuses? But when you look at that, very rarely is it versus a wrestler. I mean, you've seen him. I mean, just some of the guys you just named, uh, Eddie Alvarez, who sometimes mixes in some takedowns. Um, who, who else did we just say? Uh, Eddie Alvarez. It was uh, Max Holloway. I mean, all guys that are standing, striking. That's, right, when, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's when he shines, man. And, you know, and the thing is, is that it's not that Poirier can't wrestle. He can. You think about the gym he comes from. I remember wrestling with him years ago, and I was like, oh, this kid can wrestle. You should do that in fights. But, you know, it, it's just that when you knock people out, that's, that's going to be your preferred method. Is there a date for uh, – and there's another question we had, too. Uh, uh, the Ultimate Fighter, um, Costa against yeah. uh, uh, Israel, that is, that is happening? I mean, I've heard what you've heard on <laughs> social media. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go on this computer right now, and you should ask me ahead of time. I'll go in. I got access. I'll go in and see if they posted. <laughs> no, but sometimes you ask a question in a way that makes it look like you know what's happening. Yeah, the yeah, person yeah, you'll yeah. trick the person yeah. into answering, like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Jim knows. No, yeah. No, I, I just have no idea. <clears throat> if you you should ask me ahead of time to look. It's pro they probably wouldn't put that in there though. Oh, okay. Now if it were to happen, if it were to happen, when do you think Acosta uh, Adesanya fight would be uh looked towards? Yeah, a rough I mean, guess. Yeah, I don't know. I mean is that one they would wait till there was a live crowd for? I don't know. Here's what I know. Maybe that's I, a good I, I question. Follow, I follow Paul Acosta. I follow him on social. And he needs some time to lose some of that muscle. He, he, he's giant right now. He's like 220 ripped. Like, bro, you fight at 85. That's great. You're perfect for 205. But you... What are you doing? You're huge. Do you, do you, are you guys follow his little videos and stuff? No, I've not. Cranking I'm, the bags and say, imagine this being, you know, he was like, <laughs> I imagine these are Adesanya's ribs. And I was like, imagine you're 20 pounds lighter doing that, though, bro. You're huge right now. Weight uh, classes yeah. for a reason. Yeah. Are you, are you going to Fight Island or no? I'm not. I'm not. I don't, I don't do PT or nutrition, so there's no point in me being there. I'm not a dietitian, unfortunately. Do you want to go, though? Would you like to go just to hang for a week and see it? No, I mean, I, if there was work to, to be done, 
I would love to do it, but I have tons of stuff to do here. So I can use it. We've had five fight weeks in a row. So we're like, we're just behind on like what we're meant to be doing. And now, you know, we got to kind of pick it up here in town because we're going to have seven fight weeks in a row, double fight weeks with the contender. And I mean, it is awesome, but it's a lot. I tell you what though, watching all these fights each week has really kept me in the mindset of kind of like what we were talking about, just strategic thinking, how the game has changed, what are un undervalued target areas, you know, just because you're watching fights every weekend now, it feels like. So, yeah. What did you think of, uh, I was impressed with Perry, uh, you know, again, because, you know, Mickey is so strong. Have you noticed that, that I just disagree with everything you say? Whatever you say, say I it. play the opposite. Do it. Play the opposite with Jimmy. I, I, I don't know why. It's it's in nature. I need to change my – I need do to it. do some work on myself <laughs> and change that. But here's the deal. Devil's advocate. Do it. I Yeah, I, I can't help it. I can't help I wish I wish I, I wish I could control no, myself. No, B, it's sure. It's okay. I was actually less impressed with Perry and a little surprised that – um, what's his name? Mickey Gall. Did, he was winning the first round with striking. All he had to do was keep – am I wrong? No, his stand-up was much better than people expected it to be. All he had to do was keep moving, touch, move, touch, move. You don't try to get in a war. With, and I felt like in the first round, Perry looked bad because he was loading all his punches, like from here and here, yeah. swinging like that, you know. I thought he looked bad. I thought he looked like a guy that hadn't sparred. You know, and one of the announcers pointed that out. I was like, I, I was not impressed. The second round and the third round, he he got it together. And what he actually did was he out-wrestled and out-jujitsued and out-struck on the ground. Uh, the, the well, that's what I was talking about. That, yeah. That's actually what I meant. The black belt now, I think. Mickey's a black belt. I, I was, and I was, that's what I was talking about was I was impressed with him dealing with Mickey on the ground yeah. because everyone thought if it went down to the ground, uh, that was so going to be it. Well, that, that's another important thing about MMA. You know, there's only about 18% of all fights finished through submission. I think it's 17. The other thing is the ground is not the ground anymore in MMA. The ground is, is it top position or bottom position? And bottom position on the ground, unless you are an absolute stud specialist, is not a great thing to have. You're not getting that many triangles, that many arm bars. You're not getting that many submissions off the ground. What you're getting is gigantic elbows. And there's the old saying, I'm sure you've heard it, you know, you elbow a guy like that, black belt becomes a brown belt and so on, right? And, and that's kind of what I saw. I was like, oh, my God, why, why did Perry even go to mount? I would stay half guard, you know, but I'm boring. I would stay half guard and keep chopping and keep working. But now Perry, he went to mount, got his big elbow, lost the position, but he didn't care. He just wanted that big fight finishing elbow. Bless him. He was smart yeah. on th Well, his fight IQ, I was impressed with – Hearing him talk afterwards, he's no dummy. I mean, nope. I mean, no, no, he's no. got to get his taxes straight and stuff like that. I mean, <laughs> now, first he, of all, that's he's no dummy. dummy. Hey, you say he's no dummy. You could have fooled my wife. My wife was like, I liked him until he started talking. No, he, he's just Why is he still talking? He's a, and a lot my of wife was listen. like, why doesn't John cut him off? Why doesn't he say? No, I thought it was, first of all, that's why people love him. Because he's, they, a yeah, lot they, of people, a lot of, that's what I'm trying to a say. Lot of a lot of athletes, and you know, listen, he's, he's like a street kid. Like, you know, he's like, yo, they give me this. It's funny. It's like he didn't know about, like, paying the taxes or how much they took. Yeah. So that's, hey. and listen, Forrest, you've seen a lot of celebrity, you know, like whatever be from Here's celebrities the thing, man. get in trouble with that. Professional athletes. 
I couldn't agree more. Look, UFC fighters are independent contractors, which means that money hasn't been taken out yet. Every, every job I had, like when I worked for the city, I got my money, it was my money. I'd already paid taxes on it. So you forget, like when you're an independent contractor, oh, this is a W or this is a 1099, not a W-2. No taxes have been taken out of this. Yeah. Like, I, I still owe 40% on this money. Yeah, yeah you and, have to pay you know, it. You forget, because yeah. every other job, you work at Taco Bell, you get your check, that's your check. Yeah. Seriously. No, I mean, so people get in trouble with that. He's not the first one, but he's so honest. It's hysterical. Well, yeah, they give me this money. They don't expect, who, who is it? <laughs> who is it? The time you saw, the very few times you see Danny get scared. He got scared for Nick Diaz when Nick Diaz started talking about not paying his taxes. Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was like, look, I've had the Irish Bible, the accuser after me, Danny said this. But the IRS scares me more than that. That's hysterical. But I, and I, I think it was funny, man, how he's just, he gets a check for whatever. He'll just spend it. And next thing you know, they're looking for taxes. So I think that is a lesson to be learned. But when you did hear him talk about the fight, he knew oh, yeah. he knew not to let Mickey on top because as a black yeah. belt, it'd be hard to catch up, gain that ground once the guy's got it. He knew he wanted to be on top. And uh, I don't know, from the beginning, Bell, he conquered the center of the cage. He was stalking him. Uh, he had to get the timing down a little bit. But man, did he handle business? And he and it shows he's grown as a fight. He's not just going out there like a fucking right. caveman where Mickey could just shoot underneath and get a double. You know, he fought off the takedown when he needed to. He did not accept it at all. And then he man, when he did get on top, he wasn't just holding him. He was in- Oh, that's what that's what impressed me. His top yeah. pressure, those were legit shots. He took risks, you know. It reminded me of little pride guys when guys would get out of mount to try and hit another guy or stomp on their head. I was like, wow. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. You know, I got a different mentality, if I'm yeah. being honest. I'm a wuss. I'm trying to hold that mount. I'm going to – you get under me, you're going to finish the round there. I might not devastate you, yeah, but, yeah, you funny. know, it's a different mentality. And it's more fun to watch, uh, you know, a guy like Mike Perry's mentality than mine. Oh, when he mounted, he does that elbow from Guam. He just arches off and puts everything. Beautiful. Now, he, listen, that guy, he is a savage. And I like him a little pissed off. Everybody's yeah. rooting against him. He's angry at everybody. It's working for him. She has his yeah. girlfriend in the corner. It's she, she was holding, she was here holding mitts for him. Yes. I was like, hey, what's up? You know, we're, we're friendly. We're cordial. I was like, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, listen, man, it's where, hey, it, it's a, he, he shoved it up everybody's ass, though. He really did. People yeah. out there are firing at a corner, man, right now. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the joke. But, hey, about that, can you think of any fights? And this is kind of another thing, you know, how much information do you try to give a guy in that 50 seconds, realistically? Now, I realize it depends a lot on the history you have with them, right? So, like, when Mike Powell cornered me, he might tell me four things, but there was a history to all those things. And then he would always finish and repeat last the most important thing. I remember him telling me he would do that, but how do you do it? Well, with me and Longo, it usually works like this. It, it depends on how that round's going. Like, let's say if it was a ground that, man, this guy's got – Aljo's got the guy against the cage. He's not getting him down. Or Aljo had somebody on the floor and he didn't do something. And I'm going to make sure, look, man, I point out a certain things that happen in, in that realm, in the grappling realm. If it's standing up, Longo's got it. You know what I mean? So I usually let Longo speak first unless something was fresh in my head where something happened on the yeah. floor. And I'm like, look, do not let this happen again. So we take it fight to fight. We're, it's not a specific yeah. – Thing. We don't have any fucking code words. Not, I'm not shitting on people that do, but no, no, no. no. We, we take it. We take it as it comes, man. And 
and that's that's another the apex these and, and fight island code words actually become more important when when that volume isn't there mm. because you can hear the other corner go yeah. low high low whereas usually even if they say it it's hard for you to pick that up in the noise of the crowd whereas i can hear my corner because i'm used to him coaching me right so yeah. i've kind of got a dialed in ear for his voice or her voice but like when it's just out there and it's like when dustin replied to uh to bisbing and said hey Listen to Bisbee. Don't poke the eyes or whatever. You know, yeah. it's like um, That's, it, it's, it's so weird. It freaks me out and, a little then, bit. Yeah. But but here's the other thing on that. When somebody because you saw the same thing out of Tim Elliott, like uh, addressing the yeah. crowd in the middle yeah. of the fight or lack of, you're either really in the zone and flowing so easily that you're like picking up everything, or you're totally out of the zone. When you when you can you know. Either you're like you're hearing it and you're distracted by that sound, or you're so like in that flow state in the zone that you hear that and you take that in. That's cool. Like I'm gonna throw this. You know. Do you know what I'm saying? It's got. I know exactly what you're saying. And you, me, and you relate to it probably better than anybody because we fought in tough. And I remember. I remember I was on top of Shorty Carter and Drago was yelling something to me. I'm like, I got him. I got him. And I'm answering him back. The guys were laughing. Stop, stop saying that. Like, yeah. stop telling him what I'm going to do. Yes, I was I was going to do that. But then when yeah. you said that, he moved his arm, and now I can't do that. Shut up. Didn't Mike Perry say that he figured out? He said, I by yes. round three, I could I figured out some Raise of what it, his yeah. codes. I yeah, believe that, too. Yeah. So, again, back to him being a, a high, having a very high fight IQ. I totally agree with that. And what he said going into it, I'm going to listen to his corner. Yeah. No, I'd say, listen, he said, yeah, he said he was caught on to them saying razor, and that was something with the elbow. And that kind of makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Razors. I'm going to come up with some stupid ass names just to throw everybody off. Yeah. Ooh, you know, do the I don't fucking yeah. know. Give my turn up. Yes. No, my favorite uh, code word guy was um, Mark Lehman, and, and he would just call out a fighter's name. And it was a technique that they had done in a fight. It could have been five years back, but then he said, "Hey, did you see this?" And then we would just call it that. And, oh, and you hear people oh, Mark Lehman! What a fucking yeah. genius that guy is. He's, like, he's almost, as, almost as smart as your other buddy, Frank Trigg. Forrest, there's a reason why me and you don't hang out. We hang out. With, <laughs> I hang out with cool guys like Jimmy and fucking who Dana, and you fucking hang out with Frank Trigg and fucking Mark Lehman. <laughs> You not like uh, Frank hey, Trick? Look, I stole it from him. We were I'm sorry. I'm together, sorry. And then we would take it into the week. Hey, it's okay. Look, you don't work for the UFC. I work <laughs> for the UFC. I have to be cool with that. I do. You fuck. What I, are you doing? I'm doing this thing from my basement? This is yeah. the UFC no. official doing it from my bedroom. It's the UFC <laughs> official. This is, the, is this the Bellator podcast? It's the UFC <laughs> official podcast. Look, all right. Let me let me amend that statement. I got legs with this company, fucker. You you get paid to entertain people, and to entertain people, you have to say stuff. You know, you have to say stuff like that. But where, where I am, I I can't say anything. I gotta be smooth with everybody. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Forgive man. me. Yeah, you're always attacking me though. No, He's disagreeing with me, attacking you. I thought that was banter. I thought we were like it is. Forrest, I can't. Get I thought mad we were cool. With that. I, we're very cool. I can't get mad at you. You're so unlikable, Forrest. That's why you got legs in this company. That's right. Everybody loves Forrest. Hey, what do you like, tell us about this? Uh, the, the um, that the award. Good, what is it again? The Forrest Griffin Community Award. Yes. Oh, my was given to yeah. Dustin Poirier. Yeah. Tell us. How, how cool is that? I don't know if you guys saw the, the the first thing that motivated Dustin to do that. 
um, you know, about the, the kid who's, who's dying wish was a playground he could play on. And even though he never got to play on it, he got a playground for, you know, handicapped and disabled children came out of it. Um, dude, I have known Dustin. I've had the good fortune of knowing that man since he was 20. And the story I tell about him uh, is we were out having sushi after he'd won a fight in the WC. This one is fighting at 45. And me and Tim Crater are shoving our fat faces with all-you-can-eat sushi. And this is after Dustin's fight. He has one plate of sashimi, calls it a day. And I'm like, well, it's all you can eat. You know, sushi flying away. It's all you can eat, bro. What are you, what are you doing? And he's like, yeah, I got to keep my weight down. You know, I might have to go again. Yada. And that's when it dawned on me, 20 years old, this kid's a professional. Holy Christmas. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. really like, I was like, wow. You know, I was taken aback by that. And, you know, I'm I'm famous for like I'll go out, but I'm Mr. Irish Goodbye. You're like, hey, what enforced here? Oh, he gone. You know, I got no use at the bottom. You know, I'd rather be at home eating junk food, watching Netflix. But he's the same way too. Like, we'll go out. He's gone before I am. I'm like, oh yeah, because he's getting a good night's sleep, so we can get that workout in tomorrow. You know, he's always been that way. He's just always been good people. So for him to get the award and start the foundation and do everything he's done is so cool to get to be a part of that. You know. And, and that, and that, you know, now I'm more motivated to, to try and help and do more. Right. So, and I think that's the idea. It's, it's not just, Hey, you know, I got my name on an award. It's like, all right, I got my name on the award. I better damn do something. You know, I better help. I better help other fighters, uh, you know, help their charities. Right. So there's, there's a lot of fighters, with a lot of cool things that want to help people. And, and that's something that, you know, I need to kind of leverage the UFC's resources to do. Man, Jimmy, we got yeah. Jimmy. All this talk about charities and doing—I know—it just makes me and you feel like two pieces of shit, selfish like asses, selfish idiots. We are two asses. We are. Forrest Griffin, you know, guys hey, building parks Matt, and shit. You still, you still coach. Yes. And, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess what you get paid. It's a little. It's like partial charity work. <laughs> you know, if, if yeah. you think about the, 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 you know, the way, yeah. the way coaching works in MMA, it's yeah. a little bit of charity. Yeah, you're you're well, doing good for people. Not listen. Well, I mean, I have no contract with my guys. They, they throw us whatever they want to throw us. And they're, they're, and I'm happy for whatever they give because they're great yeah. guys. I just want them to succeed. That's no charity. Yeah. I love my guys. And uh, I'm so happy for them lately. I, from Marab to Aljo. You know how oh, Marab looked good, man. Oh, Marab man. looked good. And the dude Marab was fighting was game. You know? Yeah. He, he, he was game. He, I was proud of him. I was like, took the fight. Obviously, you're not in the best of shape. Yeah. But and Marab still too. scrambled hard. Still went for that guillotine. Yeah. He ended up bringing, I think, a better fight out of Marab. He yeah. really made Marab work. And, and people so, should know that Marab took that fight without a camp also, man. He was out there helping yeah. Joe. He took that fight also. And it just shows you that the guy's always in amazing shape. Yeah. Such a talent. Again, like we were talking about with Dustin, you know, some people are professionals. They're like, hey, 52-week fight camp. That's something the PI uh, SNC guys always say. is like, what are you doing? Like, how are you not training? You're a professional athlete. What do you What do you mean you're not training this week? That's crazy talk. should always be doing something. Got that, Jimmy? Yeah. You don't have to be a professional athlete to, to train. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I started. Uh, he did. He's, COVID he did. struck. What can yeah, I do? Yeah. COVID came. And how are all the how are all the academies in, in Vegas doing? Everybody still just shut down and No, no, no. They're the back. Vegas, man. They're 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 open. So, I'm oh, terrified. So, I, I I see pictures of the gyms with like 20, 30 people on the mats. I'm like, oh boy, we'll see what happens. No, good, good. It should be like that. 
Fuck that. Yeah. I, dude, I gotta, they got to allow me to do my business, too, out here in New York, Forrest. Or else you'll be getting a little helper over there. That's, <laughs> yeah. right. That's right. Me and you every day, seeing what's going on. It would be great. It would be great. Neither of us with any computer skill, oh, any just, ability to like keep scheduling. Yes. Ah, Awful. You know, it's like the the monkeys and and uh, whatever. It's yeah. in the computer. We'll be banging exactly. The That's exactly what I was thinking. Oh, Forrest. Well, Forrest, we love having you on. You know that. Um, <laughs> anytime, man. We'd love to have you. Hey, anytime. No, I, had, I had a lot to say today. Apparently, I don't know. You, Maybe I just had too much caffeine. If that's, that's good. It beats having yeah. nothing to say. A lot to say beats having yeah. nothing. Hey, and Forrest is a, a coffee guy. He made me a delicious, oh, yeah. a delicious coffee at his place. Yeah, yeah. And then I almost shit myself in his. So house. good, you pooped. I don't know if you. I don't so know if you remember you that. I did, Jimmy. Jimmy, because well, he gave me a fucking veggie drink, and then he gives me an espresso, and I almost shit. <laughs> Of course you did. <laughs> I started dying laughing. He goes, what is happening? I, I go, sorry, Forrest. I shit myself. Yeah. But uh, Forrest, that was, the, that was a long time ago. Hey, hey. I was doing good, bike good, inside here. Good coffee has that effect on the bowels. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. It was delicious. Where you got a stiff leg. Yeah, yeah. That's where you got you to walk with your legs totally straight. Yeah. Next time I'm right. in Vegas, Forrest, listen, don't worry about it. I'll just, I remember where you live. I'll pop all the lava coffee. I, same, same place. Same I'm, place. Listen, you, you, listen I, you don't got to invite me twice or once. I'll still end up there. I'm just, I'm just pointing out that I don't even bother to change things. I live in the same place. I got my TV's like 10 years old. My vacuum's taped together. I just don't care. I'm just like, ah, people are like, Forrest, you're really cheap. I'm like, I am really cheap. And I'm also really lazy. Hey, Forrest, man, I hit a car the other day. I told Jimmy about it. And my insurance, you know, is going to take care of it. I have to fix it by my, my, my front, uh, my Bumper. bumper's fucked up. I just never did it. I never called back my insurance. So my car's all fucked up. I'm with, I'm with you, Forrest. Forrest, we're more alike. That's why me and you have a little friendly banter back. We're more alike than you think. Um, exact same thing happened to me. Somebody, like, somebody backed against my car and I'm like, it doesn't affect how it drives. Dude, I'm the so same like, oh. way. It's like it, it, it's not something that's going to get worse. The 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 quarter panel fender's bunk blue and dented. Whatever. Exactly. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be at any car shows anytime soon. And before I let you go, you know, I'm, I'm not picking hey, up any hot dates. What are you watching? What are you watching on Netflix? You said you watch a lot, and you watch Netflix with that whole. Uh, I, I just started that Anything? Perry Mason thing. Perry okay. Mason. The fuck yeah. is that? that? That's from it's on HBO. <laughs> Perry Perry. Right. Is it really Perry Mason? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I brought it back. It's all right. A lot of good actors. Is that old? Whatever. It's um, old, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's worth it. It's worth a, a, you know, it's worth a look. What's it I'm called? I'm trying to get into that show, Dark. The first season was amazing. What is Dark? What's it about? I saw that. So it's a crazy German show with a crazy theme. The first season is so weird. It feels like it's not going anywhere. But then it's one of those where the last episode or so, it could have been a horrible waste of my time. Or it could have been a, an amazing experience. It ended up being an amazing experience. What oh. I'm saying is it's got like eight things, but it brings it together. And then I've, I've never finished the second season, so I'll, I'll get back on that one. Dark. You got to like think a little bit, yeah. I don't like when the mouths, they, they don't match up with the – Yeah, the, yeah. It bothers no. me. So is I it, like watching it? I like watching stuff like that with the, the things because Sometimes. then I can say I read today. Yeah. Do you like the subtitles? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the subtitle. All right, this reading today. I read for an hour before bed. 
<laughs> oh, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip that. <laughs> I don't know that was too much reading for me. Forrest, man, thanks, bro. Yeah, good talking to you, man. Always, man. Always. Hope to see you All soon, right, I'm man. I'm gonna go to hair club and get that haircut. All right, good talking to you, buddy. Later, right, later, later Forrest Griffin. Always a pleasure, guys. Thank you. Jimmy, let's go over our picks really quick, huh? Okay, buddy. I believe I could fly. All right, let me see. Yeah, you definitely. Jimmy, you know yes. what? I, oh, you know what I got to do today? I got to go get the mats out of my one academy, and I'm gonna mat my, my basement. Oh, good. Okay, yeah, good, good. Yeah, good, put buddy. Them to good work. Put them to good use. Let's go over. Um, so, man, man, I was impressed with Mike Perry. Uh, and I think Mickey Gall's showing improvements all the time, man. He's in His there. stand-up is very good. Perry was just a little too big and strong. Mm. And so, look, we both got that one wrong. We're both, plus, we're friendly with Mickey. Like, I like Mickey. I know him. So it's always harder to pick against the guy that you know. And uh, the, Mickey looked great, but Perry just, I thought, thought a really smart <sighs> the Morris, The Morris Green versus Gian Vellante killed. Yeah, it was, that was a rough one. Of course, I was watching you. and it, I mean, I thought of you when I was mean, watching that. It's weird. It's a weird one, man. It's really strange. Because that was fight was he was winning, you yeah. know. He was fat. <laughs> Velande yeah. was fat. Listen, I love Velande. And uh He looked heavy, yeah. He looked heavy. You know what it was? It was but he, he moved up to heavyweight though, right? What, was yeah, he, he went, there's, there's, yeah. look, there's moving up the heavyweight and then there's you know having just a big belly, you know what I mean? And I toy oh, you could take it from a guy, he's my buddy. I love him. I fucking love I love Velande. And he and he'll be the first one to tell you. But you you gotta that arm triangle was probably more him tired than anything. Exhaustion, yeah. And they said he has asthma, right? So it looked like he was just exhausted. Uh, but I was really I don't, I can't remember a time ever watching a fight just going finish, finish it, finish like because he was on top pounding. And I was like, if he Fuck. won that last round, he probably would have won because he was doing he was having because he knows how to fight. I mean, he was doing yeah. excellent with the leg kicks. He was coming close with that overhand, and I knew he was in that. That was if he would have won that third round, it was his fight. So it's one of those annoying, you know, heartbreakers where it's like, ah, oh, come on, man. But you know, you got to put the training in to deserve to win, and that's all I was. And I love the guy, but that's what you want. If you want to be in there to win, you got to show it, man. I love the guy. I'm not attacking him. I love him. No, no, no. I it, understand. It upsets me because I know he's he's he's. It's, he's better, and it's a fight that he could have won. So it's it kind of bothers me. We both got that one wrong. Um, we both got Perry wrong, so we're both 0 for 2. Uh, now, Brendan Allen against uh, Kyle Dawkins. Uh, obviously, uh, you picked Allen by decision. I picked Allen by decision. We both got that one correct. Yeah. It was good. Good. Yeah. Nice fight. I enjoyed it. I want to see, I want to see them both back again, you know. Uh, I, I think Brendan's uh, endurance – was holding up in that one, and uh, and that might have made a difference. I don't know he, he had a good pace, you know. I I I I, I want to see what's next by both of these guys. I want to see Kyle back also. You know what I'm saying? That was competitive. Uh, really quick, Sato, that was pretty pretty um impressive. Oh my God, yeah. You know, yes, we, it was. We didn't have a pick with this one because they moved it up. No, they moved it up. Yeah, you know. But uh, uh, I think Sato is, is very – I was very impressed by Sato. You know, I want to see what's next by him, Jimmy. What else do we got? We had Julian Arosa, of course, uh, over Sean Woodson. Um, you picked uh, Woodson by first round, TKO. I said Arosa by decision. Arosa 
won by a third round submission. He won by a Darce choke. Um, now, the main event, I, before we wrap this up, I want to say I was talking to the guys. I thought I picked Poirier. Like, I, at first I said Hooker. But then do you remember when I said, I can't bet against, I can't take, I can't go against Poirier because he just always wins. He's too fucking Dude, good. This is the thing. This is the thing. I picked Poirier. Yeah. You said Hooker, then you said I can't pick against him, but then you obviously you didn't say anything after that. Yeah, I meant so, to pick Poirier. I'll take the hit on it, but I meant to pick because when I was watching, I, I thought I had picked Poirier. I really did. My me? intention was to Listen pick to him. Yes. You handle this any way you want to handle this. I'm not gonna say that you flip in when you said the other course. If you watch back the clip, you, you first said right. him and then you don't no, no, I mean, I'm basically saying you're right. You did say, Oh, I can't, I just can't pick against him. And then you're like, oh man. And then the clip goes off. So I blame all for producers for not letting you make a, a solid pick, for not getting it out of you. Yeah, because I remember, and I would never flip-flop if I was wrong. I mean, I'll just take the take the loss there. But I remember even when I watched the fight, I was I was like, Yeah, Poirier. I mean, and I remember thinking Hooker at first, but then I'm like, I just can't. Poirier is too experienced. And I just, I was like, it just didn't feel right to, you know, Poirier really, I mean, again, he lost to Habib, but coming off a loss like that, I, I just didn't, uh, a nine month layoff. So I thought I picked Poirier, but, um, you know, not that we're keeping, it doesn't really matter. Jimmy, but um, I meant to pick him. All right, listen, Jimmy, yes. I miss you already. What do we got? Give me well, all you got. I would say that uh, we'll see what happens Wednesday and we'll preview the fights. We have fights this weekend, right? No, first week. That's right. Okay. First week without. Well, there's All plenty right. of shit to talk about, you yeah. know. And uh, I enjoyed the fights. And Dustin Poirier is just a stud, man. I mean, yeah. Who the? I mean, I, I'll tell you right now. Another fight bonus, whatever it is, fight of the night. I'm sure it's not the last, Jimmy. Absolutely not, Jimmy. Awesome, man. Did we close the show yet? Uh, no. Let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. I'm mad. Oh wait, wait. How are we gonna do the ending? I thought you were gonna say J just like that. Perfect. Ready? I'm yep. going to say I'm Matt. You're going to say I'm Jim. And we're going to say, and this was UFC Unfiltered. Ready? Yep. Yep. I'm Matt. I'm Jim. And this was an was awful you idea. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Jimmy. I'll talk to you right, soon. Pal. See you in a few days. NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.